Today's daf is Bavakama daf Lamed Beis, and we are at the Mishnah, five lines from the bottom of daf Lamed Aleph Amid Beis. Today's daf is being learned as a schos for Achenu Bnei Yisrael Hanesunim Batzara Uveshifya. So today's daf is going to continue along the theme of the last several dafrin, which is two people walking in a Rishus Arabim. They bump into each other in some way, shape, or form. Damage occurs. The question is, who is the liable party? It's up to Mishnah. There were two people walking in the Rosh Hashanah. One person was carrying a chavis, a barrel. The other person was carrying a koira, a beam. They bumped into each other. If the koira damaged the chavis, Potter, the halach is, the balakaira is going to be potter for the damages that he caused. And the reason is, each person was doing something that he's allowed to do. You're allowed to walk in a Rosh You're allowed to carry a kaira. You're allowed to carry a chavis. Nobody is doing anything out of the ordinary. And it's for that reason, the halach is, that nobody is going to be responsible for the damage that occurred. What would be if the Baal HaKaira was walking ahead of the Baal HaChavis? And then the person who was carrying the Chavis, he went a little too close to the person that was carrying the Kaira, and his Chavis broke. Says the Mishnah, Pater Baal HaKaira. The Baal HaKaira is going to be Pater. He's doing his thing. He's walking. Somebody hits him from behind. There's no reason he should be responsible. If, however, the Baal HaKaira stopped, and that cause the damage to occur. Chayiv, in that instance, he's going to be Chayiv. What if before the Balkaira stopped, he told the Balkhavis, I'm stopping. And therefore, be careful, you stop as well, because otherwise your Chavis is going to smash. And he didn't stop, Potter. In that case, he's going to be Potter. What would be if the person carrying the Chavis was walking ahead of the person carrying the Kaira? And the Chavis broke because the Kaira hit him from behind. Chayef, the Allah is, the Bala Kaira is going to be Chayef because it seems that the Bal Kaira was driving a little too close to the Bal Chavis. As a result, he's going to be responsible for any damages that occur. Vim Ahmad Bal Chavis, Potter, if the Bal Chavis stopped, he makes a short break and all of a sudden it causes the Bal Kaira to go into him and damage his chavis. Well, in that case, it's not the Balkaira's fault. It's the fault of the Balkhavis who made the shortstop, and as a result, the Allah is the Balkaira is going to be part of him. If the Balkhavis stopped, and before he stopped, he told the Balkaira to stop, and the Balkaira didn't stop, but he went smashing into him, then he's going to be Chayev. And the Mishnah concludes that everything that we just said with regards to the Balkaira and the Balkhavis would be true in any comparable case. For example, if two people are walking in the Rosh Hashanah, one person is carrying a nair, fire, the other person is carrying pishton flax, and the nair and the pishton somehow caught each other, and as a result, all the pishton went up in flames. So apply everything that we just said to that case, and the halacha is going to be the same. Now we went through this Mishnah a little bit quickly, and the main reason is because we already discussed this Mishnah. It was very much mentioned as part of the first part of yesterday's daf. Specifically, the Gemara over there discussed what the Mishnah means when it says, Vim Ahmad Balkaira, or Vim Ahmad Balchavis. Why did he stop? He stopped Pasha to rearrange his load, or he stopped to take a break. 
Chapta Nafgamina in the Machloikis, Rab Noich Yochanan, and Rab Nachman Bar Yitzchak Ayinsham. Either way, so the Gemara in yesterday's daf a little bit discussed this Mishnah. The Gemara in today's daf again a little bit will discuss this Mishnah. Boy, menei Rabbi Bar Nosson, menei Rafuno. Rabbi Bar Nosson asked Rafuno the following question: Hamazik es ishtoi betashmish hamita mau. If a man is mazik his wife b'shas tashmish hamita, is he chayiv for any damages that occurred or not? Do we say, even the Rishus Kavit Potter, being that the husband has Rishus to be Meshamish Mitasai, so what he was doing was something that was permissible, thus he's not going to be responsible for any damages that occur. Or perhaps, he should have been a little bit more careful. Obviously, he wasn't. That's why she was damaged. And if that's the case, he's going to be chayv. So, Rafuna told, I think it's a Mephorosh Mishnah. The Mishnah that we just learned said, that if two people are walking in the Rishos and one person's carrying a Chavis, the other person's carrying a Kaira, and the Kaira hit the Chavis, so what's the halacha? Potter. Why? Because each person is doing something that he has a right to do. So as long as you can check off the box that says, and you're going to be Potter. So in this case too, where the man has Rishos Lahalech, so there's no reason that he should be chayim. Oh, my Rava, Rava said, I disagree. I think you can make a kalvachayim. And a kalvachaymer from the parsha of Ritzeach B'Shaykik. So we know if somebody kills somebody B'Shaykik, he's chayim galas. The example that the Torah gives for the Ritzeach B'Shaykik is there were two people in a forest. One person was hacking colts. The noshal ha-barzel min because of the wood chopping that he was doing, it caused somebody to die. It says in the Torah that he's chay of Golas. So said Rav, where each person is entering a place that he's allowed to enter. Nasa, we say that if somebody kills somebody, we view it as if you entered your friend's Rishos and you're going to be chayev. Meaning, the Ritzach B'Shoigig, who was a wood chopper, was in a place where he had Rishos to go. But being that the other person also had Rishos to be there, we look at it as if the Ritzach entered the Rishos of the person that he killed, and it's for that reason he's high. Meaning we don't say that. Being that I have Rishos to be here and I have Rishos to chop wood, so if any damage or anybody dies, I'm going to be bothered. No. Being that another person also has Rishos to be there, so it's for that reason we say he's high. If that's the case, that Rabbi Zeh, Shalu Rishos Chaveroi Nichnas, like Kolshken, here where the man entered the Rishos of the woman via Tashmash Amita, so certainly he should be responsible for any damages that took place. So Rafuna's immediate sushtel to this Shiloh was our Mishnah. You see, in the world of Nezakin, that if two people are walking in Rosh Hashanah, where each person has a right to be, and one person damages the other person, Talach is his potter. said, I have a different sushtel. I want to apply the sugya of Ritzach B'Shaykeh. Where Talach is, if two people are in a public area, such as a forest, and one person kills the other person B'Shaykeh, he's chayev, the yune. He should have been a little bit more careful. And if that's the case, certainly here, with the man actually entered the Rishos of the woman. Now, Rava has a tzushtel from Ritzach B'Shaykik. Rafuna has a tzushtel from our Mishnah. Whose tzushtel would you think is a little bit more accurate? You would think that it's Rafuna's. Rafuna's comparable is the same. They're both Nezakin, as opposed to Rava, who's stelling to the laws of Ritzach B'Shaykik to the laws of Nezakin. So, really, 
Rava, if you're right in saying that Hamazak Isishta Bitashmashamito is a tsushtel to the Ritzach Bishaigik, what you're gonna have to do now is explain why the Mishnah by us, which seems to be a perfect tsushtel to this case, is not the same. Elohoktani Shalazerishuslahalech, what are you gonna do with this Mishnah? It says clearly that if each person has Rishus to go, the halach is if damage occurs, you're gonna be butter. So you're stelling to Ritzech Bashay, have a first Mishnah by Nazakin, that that's not the way it is. So it said Rabba, no, it's different. Hasam over there, Travayu Kahadodininu. Over there, both people are walking, both people are moving, they're both doing the same thing. However, here in the case of Hamazikas Ishte Betashmen Shamita, Iu Ka'ovid Maisa, He's the only one that's doing the Maisa. She's not doing a Maisa. And being that he's the only one that's doing a Maisa, so now says Rava, I have to stall two to a case where Zerishos and Zerishos, but we're only one of them that's doing a Maisa. And the Tzushtal to that is the Ritzach B'Shoigik, and the Ritzach B'Shoigik is Chayiv Golis, so so to here he's going to be Chayiv. Meaning the Mishnah is a situation where each person is doing a Maisa. Being that they're both doing a Maisa, they're both walking, and they hit each other, over there you're going to be Potter. However, where one person is doing the Maisa, it's the Mazik that's doing the Maisa, maybe over there it's going to be different. And in fact, Rava said, I have a a tzushtel where you see it's different. The case of Ritzach B'Shoigig, and that's why the Allah is that you're going to be chai. But the Gemara says, is that true that when it comes to Tashma Shamita, he's the only one that's doing a Maisa, she's not doing a Maisa? Faksiv, the Pasik says, the Nichrasu Anafashois Ha'oisois Mikaravamam. This Pasik is in the parasha of the Arayas, and the Pasik says that both the men and the women are Chayav Karas for violating the Arayas. And the Lashna Pasik is, the Nichrasu. The two nefashos that are oisos are both going to be chayiv kares. What does it sound like? Both nefashos, side the man and side the women, are oisos. They're both doing a maiso. So you can't tell me that the reason you're telling to a mazikas ishle betashmen shamita to the reitzech b'shoigig as opposed to to our mishnah is because in our mishnah they're both doing a maiso. As opposed to Mazakis Ishta Vitashamita, only he's doing the Maisa. Thus it's a tushtal to the Ritzach Bashoig, where only the Ritzach is doing a Maisa. And the Mufurish Basak that says when it comes to Tashbashamita, it's Nafash Oysas, they are both doing a Maisa. So the Gemara says, and this is a well-known Gemara, Hanalitravaya Islo. The reason it says in the Torah Vinikaswana Fashis Oysas is not because they're both doing a Maisa. It's because they're both having Hana. However, you Maisa Hudakov, as it relates to the Maisa, only one man is doing the Maisa. When it comes to Tashma Shamita, we know this principle from other Sugis and Shas. The woman is considered Karka Oilam. We don't view her as doing a Maisa. We view her as being passive. It's only the man that's viewed as being active. I it says in the Torah of Nikhasu being that she's having Hana, so we view it Kiilu. It's a Maisa. But really, he's the only one doing a Maisa. And being that he's the only one that's doing a Maisa, in Hilchis Nezokin, we have to tell it to, says Rava, to the Ritzach B'Shoigig, as opposed to, to our Mishnah, where each one was, in fact, doing the Maisa. Now, this Gemara is Mavur, that although it says in the Torah, regarding Chayve Krisos, Arayas, V'nichrasu, Anafashos, which based on the Pashup Shah would seem to suggest that it's not only the man that does a Maisa, the woman also does a Maisa, really that's not true. Only the man does a Maisa, the woman is Karka Oilam. The reason it says in the Torah, V'nichrasu, Anafashos, is because she has Hanah, Hanah L'travaya Islu, and when a person has Hanah, and especially if a person has a lot of Hanah, it can be deemed as if that person 
although is physically not doing a Misa, is really doing a Misa. Today is Rav Hutner's yard site. I once heard, we say, V'shomru b'nei Yisrael es ha-Shabbos, lasois es ha-Shabbos l'dayroisam. So what does it mean to keep Shabbos? Lasois es ha-Shabbos, to do Shabbos. Lasois es ha-Shabbos, you do Shabbos, you observe Shabbos. Shomru es yem ha-Shabbos l'kachoy, Zohar es yem ha-Shabbos l'kachoy. What does it mean, lasois es ha-Shabbos? Rav Hutner said that on Shabbos is a mitzvah to be ba'oinig, v'karoso l'Shabbos oinig. Oinig means pleasure. The mitzvah is for a person to have so much pleasure that even when he's being idle, he's not doing anything, it should be nechshav as if he did a maisa. And he shtelts with this gemara, that just like you find in Isha, who's really passive in Tashmash Amita. However, Hanah, the Travaya Islo, and therefore the Torah says, that means a person can be in such a state of oinig that even though he's not doing a maisa, his Sheb al is viewed as a kumvaseh, that's lastly, says Hashavah. The oinig should be so stark that it should literally be nechshav as if he did a maisa. So again, the Mishnah talked about the case of And remember, there were three examples of it. One is where they meet each other, boom. The second is where the Balkaira is walking ahead of the Balchavis. The third is where the Balchavis is walking ahead of the Balkaira, all the different permutations. The Gemara now is going to attempt to bring a Raya from this Mishnah to a statement that Rish Lakish made with regards to the laws of Nezakin. And this is a statement that the Gemara already mentioned twice. If you look in the Messiah Sashas, we had this Le'il Daf Chav and we also had a Le'il Daf Chav Dalet on the base. And this is already written more that the Gemara is going to bring Rish Lakish's memra. What was Rish Lakish's memra? Just to say it, Balpeh, that if there are two Paros in Rish Lakish's and one paro was walking, and the other person was lying on the ground. If the one that's walking hits the one that's lying on the ground, the halachi is that paro is going to be potter. If the one that's lying on the ground hits the one that's walking, that paro is going to be chayv. This is known as Rish Lakish's halacha of kol ha-meshana, ba'achavashina, the halacha is potter. Again, something that the Gemara already discussed very much in Mesechtis Babagama, and when the Gemara saw our Mishnah, the Gemara had a ninth foul. Could be, our Mishnah is a makar to this grace of Chiddush of Rish Lakish. If there are two parts in Rish Lakish, if there are two parts in Rish Lakish, one of them was lying on the ground, the other one was walking, but if the one that was walking hit the one that was lying on the ground, Ptura, She's going to be potted. Revuta the malachas of the one that's sitting on the ground. Hit the one that's walking. Chayeves. The halacha is that the revuta is going to be chayef. And what's the pshat? If a rev- para is lying on the ground, that para is doing something that really that para is not supposed to be doing. As a result, if another para comes and kicks it, we view that para lying on the ground as being fear game. And as a result, you can't be mechayef the para that kicked. If, however, the one that's lying on the ground kicked, well, you're the one that's being Mishana, so that's already adding insult to injury, or injury to insult. You can't go now and hit the para that's malachas, therefore the halach is going to be chayv. So the Gemara says, I think we have a raya to reish lokish is halach from under the Mishnah. What it's saying, the Mishnah, so this is the second case of the Mishnah, where the Balkaira was walking first and the Balchavis was behind him. Nishbrachavis Balkaira Potter. If the Chavis went into the Kaira, so he was driving a little too close, so the Allah is the Balkaira who was in the front is going to be part of him, Ahmed Balkaira. If the Balkaira made a short stop, Chayev, then the Allah is, he's going to be Chayev. So it says the Gemara, Over here, when the Balkaira stopped, so it's like the Parah that was 
Revutza. When he hits the Baal Chavis, the Baal Chavis is Mahalachas. Uh, so the Balakoira to the Baal Chavis, Lechura, is similar to the Revutza, the Malachas. Again, the Baal Chavis stopped, he's Revutza, and the Baal Chavis is walking. So he's the Malachas. Victoria, what does it say? Chayif. Uh, so Lechura, you have a, a Raya to Reish Lakish's Halacha that Revutza, the Mahalachas, is going to be Chayef, which by the way, was not the Iker Chiddush of Reish Lakish. The Iker Chiddush of Reish Lakish was that Mahaleches Beravutz is going to be potted. The Gemara is going to come to that. But says the Gemara now, it sounds like this is a Mufurish right to Reish Lakish. But the Gemara says, Vitizbira, ha, siyu yibaya. What? You're trying to bring a raya from this part of the Mishnah to Reish Lakish. Not only don't you have a raya, if anything, I think you have a kasha. What's the kasha? Time of the bottom. Because what Rish Lakish said? Rish Lakish said that the Revutza, the Mahalachas is Chayev when? When the Revutza kicks the Mahalachas. And it sounds like the only reason the Revutza is going to be Chayev is because he kicked. What would be if there was an animal that was Revutza and now a Mahalachas bumped into it? It sounds like you're going to be Potter. Now, in our Mishnah, the Palakaira didn't hit, he didn't do anything for a fact, he just stopped and that caused the damage to happen. All it was was memelo. Victani chayev. It's still you see chayev. So the Gemara says, I understand the havamina of the tushtal. There's a revutza and there's a mahaleches, but I don't think it's a raya. If you think about it for a second, if anything, it's a kasha because from the Mishnah it sounds like. The Rebutz doesn't have to do anything in order to be chayv. In Rish Lakish's case, he does have to do something. So the Gemara says, no, Akash, it's not a kasha. Why? Because I can tell you, Masnis in the Paschal Urcha Keshalda. Could be, the Mishnah's talking about where the person stopped, he stopped in a way, the Balkari, that is, is where the Baal Chavis had nowhere to go. And because he had nowhere to go, right, what does Keshalda mean? We saw this in yesterday's daf. It's like the Nevela that spread across the road. So because he had nowhere to go, even though he didn't do a Maisa, still the Halachas is going to be Chayv. Hacha, but in Reish Lakish's case, it could be the only reason the Revutz is only Chayv when he kicks is Kigun the Rav Bechad Gisa, where although he was lying on the ground, but he was like on the side. So if the Malachas wanted to go to the other side, he could have gone to the other Side. So simply for stopping, he's not going to be chayv. He's chayv. If he kicks, okay, Be'ita, that's already a told of Karen, he's going to be chayv. If the Malachas would have done it to the Ravutza, he would have been potter. But if the Ravutza does it to the Malachas, he's going to be chayv. So says the Gemara, a kasha you zikha don't have, a raya you also don't have. So we thought we had a raya from the Mishnah Teresh Lakish. You don't. Then we thought maybe we have a kasha, you don't have that either. But the Gemara says, Ella, I don't think the Bnei Yeshiva made such a toys when they thought that you could bring a raya from this Mishnah to Shittas Reish Lakish, probably Seif of the Masis and Slayer Reish Lakish. What they meant was to bring a raya from the Seif of the Mishnah. What did the Seif of the Mishnah say? The Ketani, hey, Balchavis Rishon, who Balchavis Rishon, if the Balchavis was the one that was first and the Balchavis was behind him, Nishbar Chavis Bekaira, and the uh, Chavis broke because the Balchavis went into him, Chayyab, the Balchavis Chayyab, don't go so close. The Mamad Balchavis, but if the Balchavis stopped, Potter, the Allah is that the Bal HaKair is going to be Potter. Why? Because the Balchavis made a short stop. Now, the Hacha, this is Gishmak. Over here, the Balchavis that stopped is the Ravutza. The Balchavis that's walking behind him, he's the Malachis. Tiktani Potter. Why? Because when a Malachis goes into Ravutza, you're Potter. Oh, that's Mamish. Rish Lakish is Halacha. That if there's an animal lying on the ground, other animals walking, the Malachis hits the Ravutza, you're Potter. It's Mamish the Mishnah. But the Gemara says, no. Still not a Raya. Why not? This is a story that the Gemara already mentioned earlier in its discussions of Shittas Rish Lakish. Because Masnis and the Chi Urche. Kamaski. In our Mishnah, the Baal Koira went into the Baal Chavis, granted. But he went in Korche. He didn't do anything out of the ordinary. He didn't try to harm him. He was walking. Now, 
ordinarily be careful, but if the car in front of you makes a short stop, so my what's he supposed to do? Hacha Rish Lakish is saying a much bigger chiddush. What did Rish Lakish say? That if the malacha sees the rabbut, he can kick him in the nose. Mechatevsi. You don't have a right to do that. In other words, It's true, you see from the Mishnah that if he would walk into him, he would be part of many damages that would occur. would have to kick him. And Rishlokich said that even as Rishlokich to kick him, that's a chiddush they don't see in our Mishnah. As a result, the Gemara is no, maybe you have a riot to Rishlokich from the first case of the Mishnah, you don't. Maybe from the, the next case of the Mishnah, you don't have that either. Zok the Mishnah weiter. Again, this is all me inyan le inyan ba isin. There were two people that walked in the Mishnah. One person was running. And the other person is walking like a man. Or they were both running the and they bumped into each other. Things went flying. There's damages. What's the halacha? They're both going to be part. So again, let's get this clear. Two people are walking in a Rosh Or one person's walking, one person is running. Or two people are running. So they're both walking. One is walking, one is running. They're both running. They bumped into each other, damaged the curd. In all of the aforementioned cases, Talach is, they're going to be potter. And what's Pashib Shat? Pashib Shat is, as she says, Kidim Afarish Begimara, but the Pashib Pashib Shat is because no one's doing anything out of the ordinary. You're allowed to walk in the Rishus Rabbim and you're allowed to run in the Rishus Rabbim. So, being that no one's doing anything that he's not allowed to do, there's no reason to be of anybody for these damages. This Mishnah, at first glance, would appear to be not like Isi ben Yehuda. Tanya will learn to the price. Isi ben Yehuda. Isi ben Yehuda said, That if one person is walking and another person is running and damage occurs, it's the one that's running that's chayib. Because he's doing something out of the ordinary. You have no right to run in a Rosh Hashanah. And if you do something out of the ordinary, then you're going to be high. Talk to Gemara. Isi ben Yehuda's ma'ida. Be'erev Shabbos ben Ashmashes. If it's Erev Shabbos, it's ben Ashmash, it's very close to Shabbos. Shnehu Potter, the is he's going to be Potter. And the reason is, Mepnei Sherat's Bishos. Because Erev Shabbos ben Ashmashes, then you're allowed to run in the Rosh Hashanah. Why? The Gemara is going to discuss it. But being that then it's Bishos, then it's going to be okay. Bottom line, Luchura, the Mishnah is the like Isi ben Yehuda. Why? Because the Mishnah said clearly that Echad Ratz, the Echad Mahalech, Piturim. Isi ben Yehuda said, no, Echad Ratz, the Echad Mahalech, the Ratz is Chayev. Thus, pretty straightforward, the Mishnah is not like Isi ben Yehuda. Now, to be clear, Isi ben Yehuda would be murdered to the Allah of the Mishnah when they were both Mahalchen. It's easy, it has nothing to do with Isi ben Yehuda. Nobody's running. The Churi would also be murdered in the case where Shneim Ratz, but they were both running. Why? Because although it's Mishunah to run, but they're both running. So they're both doing something Mishunah. Where Isi ben Yehuda comes into our Mishnah is in the case of Echad Ratz, Echad Mahalech. The Mishnah says, because it's not out of the ordinary to be a Ratz. Thus, the walker and the runner are both doing the same thing. Isi ben Yehuda holds no. It's normal to walk. It's abnormal to run. Therefore, the Ratz is going to be high. But either way, the Mishnah is not Isi ben Yehuda. Amr Yechen or Yechen said, Halacha ki Isi ben Yehuda. The Halacha is like Isi ben Yehuda. Freight the Gemara. Me, Amr Yechen and Hachi. Is it possible that Rabbi Yechen said, Halacha is like Isi ben Yehuda? Amr Yechen or Yechen said, Halacha ki Stam Mishnah. That Halacha is like Stam Mishnah. And the Stam Mishnah we just said was not like Isi ben Yehuda. Echad Ratz, Echad Mahalich, Oichayim Shneim Ratzin, Piturin. So how could it be? If the Mishnah is the like Isi ben Yehuda, the Rabbi Yechonah would pass him like Isi ben Yehuda. 
We know Rabbi Yochanan holds halacha kistamish. Now the Gemara is going to answer this question, but it's just worth saying that this signun of Rabbi Yochanan paskining, not like a stam mishnah, the Gemara asking a kasho, me, I'm Rabbi Yochanan, achi, I'm Rabbi Yochanan, is something that comes up again and again and again and again. This is like Talmud Bavli 101. And very often what the Gemara says is, which means not every Tana, not every Amoira held that Rabbi Yochanan held that halacha is Kistam Mishnah. So although there's a principle, halacha Kistam Mishnah, it was actually controversial. And was something everybody agreed with. And as a result, the Gemara very often will pull that out of its pocket to answer such a question. Then on the one hand, somebody said that Rabbi Yochanan said halacha is like Isi ben Yehuda. I, we know Rabbi Yochanan said halacha Kistam Mishnah. Must be the one that said that Rabbi Yochanan said halacha is like Isi is one of those who hold that Rabbi Yechon never passed in the Allah Mishnah. But that's always a last resort option, like Rav Tanu Pollock, that the Gemara sometimes says, and very often you'll have a whole Daphne Shas trying to reconcile Rav with a Mishnah, Rav with a Brisa. Why don't you just say Rav Tanu Pollock? There it is. It's something you say, but the last prayer, right? If there's no option, you have Chazaka. There's no option. Rav Tanu Pollock, Trey Tanoi, I'll leave it these are things that sometimes will pull out. But either way, here the Gemara has an Eitzah, and it's for that reason the Gemara is going to try to answer the questions. Again, what's the question? Rabbi Yechid said, Allah Yisid ben Yehuda, that the Ratz is Chayiv, because it's Mishnah, the Mishnah is Mashma, that it's okay. And Rabbi Yechid said, Allah Yisid ben Mishnah. And for the Gemara, Masis and the Erev Shabbos ben Ashmashis. No, the Mishnah is talking about where it was Erev Shabbos ben Ashmashis. The case of Echad Ratz for Echad Mahalach, with the Mishnah says, Shnei Yom was not talking about a regular case. It wasn't Tuesday. It was Erev Shabbos, and not just Erev Shabbos, Beishimshi. It was Erev Shabbos Bein Hashmoshes. And then even Isi ben Yehuda said that it's normal for a person to be running in the Rishos HaRabim. Thus, each person is doing something that's Orche. And being that each person is doing something that's Orche, so therefore the Allah is Shnei Emtum. The Gemara says, Me, my. That's like a big Aikimta, right? So there are Aikimtas and then there's like super Aikimtas. This Aikimta, that the case of the Mishnah, Echad Ratz, Echad Mahalik, is talking about Mamish Bein right? The whole Bein Hashmoshes, one man number says it's Kairifayim, right? That's what's going on in This whole thing took place. So the Gemara says, yeah, I'll tell you why. It said in the Mishnah, the Mishnah said that if both people were running, they're going to be part of the So why do you, did the Mishnah have to say that? I mean, the Gemara was bothered with a kasha. Why did the Mishnah say that if two people were running, you're part of Right? There were three cases in the Mishnah. Two people are walking, part Why? They're both doing what's okay. Then the Mishnah says, if one person's walking, one person's running, they're part Why? ostensibly because it's normal to run, just like it is to walk. So why does we have to say if they're both running, your potter? If I know that when both people are doing what's okay, your potter, and I know it's normal to run, this is easy math. So why do I need to know that Shnei Mratzen is going to be potter? So the Gemara said, must be this is Pshan of the Mishnah. In a specific time. Why? Because only then is it considered orche for a person to run. But otherwise, it's Mishonah, like Isi ben Yehuda, you're going to be chayev. Avo b'choyel, as it relates to the choyel, echad ratz, echad mahalech, chayev. Because then, again, it's out of the ordinary to run. When are you potish? Neim ratzen. It's nafkif tabot, and then afilu b'chol pturim, you're going to be potish, afilu b'chol. So the bottom line is, Rabbi Yechonin held halachas like Isi ben Yehuda, Rabbi Yechonin holds halachik istam mishnah, it's an itkain steer, because the stam mishnah is Isi ben Yehuda. Stam mishnah is Isi ben Yehuda. How could it be? The Mishnah says Mefurish, Echad Ratz, Vechad Mahalich Pturin. And Isi ben Yehuda said, Ratz Chayev. And the Gemara, by the way, said, Maslisa, the like Isi ben Yehuda. The Gemara said, it's not Muchach, that's true. Maybe the Mishnah is talking about, when it says, Echad Ratz, Vechad Mahalich, Erev Shabbos, Ben Hashmash, it's even Mashma that way. And if that's the case, Isi ben Yehuda's Moida, Erev Shabbos, Ben Hashmash, it's normal to run. And therefore, 
There's no steers Rabbi Yechanan, and the Gemara's Hanach of Masis and the Lois Ki'isi ben Yehuda falls away. Um, Amar, um, the Erev Shabbos ben Ashmashes, Shahu Pater, and the reason is, says the Gemara, the Erev Shabbos, my Bershos Eka. So, ordinarily, if a person runs in Rishos Arabim and he wreaks havoc, it's Chayev. Erev Shabbos ben Ashmashes, if you run Bershos Arabim, it's fine. Why? Because now you're doing it for shos. And being that you're doing it for shos, it's going to be okay. So the question is, what is this for shos? So the Gemara says, Rav Chanina, I'll explain it to you with something Rav Chanina used to say. And Rav Chanina used to do. Rav Chanina, Rav Chanina said, Boyu v'neit say, Likras kalamalkasa. V'amrilon, some say, Likras Shabbos kalamalkasa. Rav Chanina used to greet the Shabbos. He would say, Bo, let's go out. V'neit say, Likras kalamalkasa. Some say what he would say is, Bo, Vinetse Likras, not Kalamalkasa, but Likras Shabbos Kalamalkasa. What's the difference between these two Nuschois? I am Bemarsha. Rabbi Yanai, similarly, Misatev, he would cover his head, the Koi, and he would stop, the Omer, and he would say, Boi Kala, Boi Kala. But being that there's an Indian to say, Bo Vinetse Likras Kalamalkasa, or there's an Indian to say, Boi Kala, Boi Kala, so it's for that reason, it's normal to run Erev Shabbos. And I think when you learn this Gemara, it sounds like what the Gemara is saying is that the reason it's considered Urche, Bershus, to run an Erev Shabbos is because you're running to greet Kala Malkasa, or Shabbos Kala Malkasa. Right? That's what it sounds like. The Gemara certainly reads that way. But why is he running? Oh, like Rabbi Chanina said, Bo say, Oh, you're running to, to greet Shabbos. But that's actually not Pashav Shan in the Gemara. If you take a look at the Rambam, in Hilchus Chayvul Amazak, this is in Perik Vav Halachates, so a little Hilchus Shabbos tucked away in Hilchus Chayvul Moving. So the Ram says like this. He's talking about the Salacha, walking, running, and it's not okay to run. However, Erev Shabbos if it was Erev Shabbos and you cause damage by running, Potter, because you're running Bershos. What's the Rishos? You're running to get home on time for Shabbos so that you could be Enoi Ponoi. And you could have Yeshiv Adas, you could have the presence of mind to say, Boi Kalo, Boi Kalo. You're not running to greet the Shabbos. How you greet? You run bump into the person? No. What you're doing is you're running to get home and grab the, the muscle of both is love dafka. The point is you're running to be ready for Shabbos. That's what you're running to do. So that's a, a time where you're doing last second things. And there's an Indian to be ready. And Enoi Ponu says the Rambam. Today, Shatikones HaShabbos, in the right frame of mind. Thus, you're allowed to run last minute to make those hachunas. And that's Poshib Shat, for sure. And what the Gemara means, we will be'ez HaShem get back to this in a matter of moments when we discuss the raids. Zok Mishnah Vaita. Hamavakeya. Pirshus. If somebody was hacking colts in a Rishos HaRabim and it hit somebody in a Rishos HaYachid and caused damage. Or somebody was in a Rishos HaYachid, he was again, he was chopping wood and it damaged somebody in a Rishos HaRabim. Or if somebody was in a Rishos HaYachid and he damaged someone in a different Rishos HaYachid, Chayiv Dalachid is, he's going to be Chayiv. So we're talking here about a wood chopper. And the Mishnah gives three cases. One is where the person's chopping wood in a Rishos HaRabim and damages in a Rishos HaYachid. He's chopping wood in a Rishos HaYachid and it damages someone in a Rishos HaRabim. 
he's chopping wood in one Rishos HaYachid, he damages somebody in a different Rishos HaYachid, in all three cases, the Allah is, he is going to be Chayv. Says the Gemara, it's Shricha, and the Mishnah had to tell me all three cases. Had the Mishnah only said, and he damaged Rishos HaRabim, I would have told Rishos I would think that if you're in your backyard, and you're chopping wood, and you live not far from the Rosh Hashanah you have to be cognizant of the fact that people might be walking in the Rosh Hashanah and something from what you're doing right now, the Nachal Habarzal, quote-unquote, wood chip, something is going to go into the Rosh Hashanah and damage someone. And the reason you have to be concerned about that is because in the Rosh Hashanah by definition, there's a Rabbim there. So if you only would have said that case, I would have thought that's the only case you're chayv. However, if somebody was chopping wood in the Rosh Hashanah maybe he doesn't have to be worried that maybe he punked to someone in his backyard in the Rosh Hashanah next door. Meaning if he scans the Rosh Hashanah he sees nobody's there. Does he have to be concerned that maybe somebody is punked now in his backyard being that there's loyalty Right? It's not a place where there's a rabbin. A Malloy, I would have thought maybe he's spotted. Therefore, even though I know that if someone's chopping in Rosh Hashayach and he damages Rosh Hashayach, he's chayef, I still need to know that if you're chopping in the Rosh Hashayach, you damage in the Rosh Hashayach, you have eaten in the Rosh Hashayach. And I had only said Rosh Hashayach, Rosh Hashayach, I would have told me, maybe the only reason this chayef is because what gives you the right to chop wood in a Rosh Hashayach? That sounds Mishonah, right? You shouldn't be allowed to do that. I have a Rosh Hashayach, Rosh Hashayach, but if a person was chopping wood in a Rosh Hashayach, Maybe he's going to be potter, even for damage that occurs in the Rosh Hashanah. Why? Because this is my yard. I can do whatever I want. So I have to anticipate that maybe punk somebody. This is my house. So you can't tell me what to do. So I would have thought that if I can't, maybe Tafka, the wood chopper in the Rosh Hashanah, is chayiv because he's doing something wrong. Now, Iton, Hanachtarti, had I known that you're chayiv when you're chopping in the Rosh Hashanah and you nail someone in the Rosh Hashanah, or you're chopping in the Rosh Hashanah and you hit, nail someone in the Rosh Hashanah, I would have thought maybe only in those two cases, you're chayiv. And the reason is, ha, Mishum de Shrichi Rabbim. The one that in the Rosh Hashanah and he got some in the Rosh Hashanah because he should have anticipated that there's so many people there you might hit somebody and the person that was chopping in the Rosh Hashanah who hit somebody in the Rosh Hashanah is chayv why because you're doing something shulay b'shos avu but if I'm in my backyard and I'm chopping wood on a Sunday afternoon do I have to be concerned that maybe someone is in the yard next door punked say what I'm doing is I'm doing something that I have a right to do. And say, it hit someone in a place where it's loy shchichi rabim. Meaning, over there where it's loy shchichi rabim. Zakti gemar. Umikar b'rishos. And what I'm doing is b'rishos. Aim alai. I would have thought it should be okay. Tzricha. Therefore, the Mishnah had to tell me all three cases. The Rishonim discuss why did the Mishnah just tell me the third case, right? Tell me the case where if somebody was in one Rishus Hayachit and he got someone in another Rishus Hayachit, he's Chayev. If you Chayev in that case where what you did was Bershus and it was Loish Chichi Rabbim, certainly in the cases where it was either Shaloi Bershus or it was Chichi Rabbim, I am Bershus. That's me, Inyan, Inyan, Bais, Inyan. Now, this Brysa that we're going to learn now, we're going to start learning, and Be'ezer Hashem, it's going to go knee-deep into tomorrow's daf. If somebody enters the chanos, he enters the store of a carpenter. He had no right to walk in, and he walked in. And the carpenter was doing his thing, and as he's chopping something, all of a sudden a splinter shot out, the tovchalponov hit this person in the face, and he died. So the Allah is potter. The carpenter is potter. Why? Somebody entered Shaloi B'Shos. 
He's potter. We'll see in tomorrow's daft that this is true, even if the carpenter knew that he entered his rishos. That's a little bit of a chiddush. But the point is that if he entered shaloy rishos, the halach is you're going to be potter. The im nichnas rishos. If the person had rishos to enter chayiv, then the halach is the carpenter is going to be chayiv. And we're going to focus on that part of the brisa. So there's a carpenter who's doing his thing, messy, it's shtickle dangerous. Somebody walks in. He had rishos to walk in. What happened? Nitza bekas. Says the Gemara, my chayev, what does chayev mean? In other words, it sounded like from the Bryce note that what happened was the man died. If he died, chayev would mean you're chayev for killing somebody. Now, this carpenter didn't commit first degree murder, right? It's not like he wanted to kill somebody. This was definitely an accident. So, what would chayev probably mean? It would mean golos. You should have been a little bit more careful. Right? But, says Rabbi Yisrochin, it's not what it means. Chayev means chayev bedaladvarim. As it relates to golos, you're actually going to be potter. In other words, although it said in the price of Vameis, if that was really what happened, you would have been potter. You have to add a little bit of language here. There's like a chasure machsure here. Chayev, if you damaged, but what? But as it relates to Golos, you're for sure going to be potter, even if the person entered Bereshos. Now, what are the Daladvarim that you're going to be Chaya for? So Rashi says that the Daladvarim that you're Chaya for is Nezek, Tsar, Ripui, and Shevis. The one that you're going to be potter from is Boishas. This is something that we've seen many times, because when it comes to Boishas, there's a klal, and being that at the end of the day, you didn't have kavana, whatever happened, happened b'shoigig. So, you're going to be chayev, even though you didn't have intention really to hurt the guy. But at the same time, Boishas is going to be different. So we, when we say chayev, what it means is that you're going to be chayev in the four of the five things, with the exception of Boishas. Now, the price also said, this is also part of Rashi, that if the person entered shaloi b'shos, then you're going to be potter. Now, if chayev means chayev b'dalad varim, potter means you're going to be potter from dalad varim. Says Rashi, true. You'll be potter from dalad varim, but only dalad varim, not five dvarim. And here Rashi speaks out that the dalad varim are not the same dalad varim. Because being that Adam would la'olam, bein shoygik, bein mezit, bein oynas, bein rotsen, so you're going to be chayev even if the person entered shaloy b'rishos. When we say your potter, what it means is not nezek. It means sar, ripoy, shevaz, and boishas. It's the other four things that you're going to be potter from. So when we say chayev, it means chayev adal advarim. That's when he entered b'rishos. Which means that if you enter shaloy b'rishos, when we say potter, it means potter from dal advarim. But the four dvarim that you chayev in when he entered b'rishos is not the same as the four dvarim you potter in when he entered shaloy b'rishos. The four that you chayev in is the four minus boishas, and the four that you potter in is the five minus nezek. But the point is, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Chanin, is Iker is that chayev means chayev adalvarim, but even if the person had a right to go in, still you're going to be potter from galus. What's the reason? Meaning, why are you potter from galus? So, why should you be potter from Golos? Says the Gemara. This is the second time we have this in today's daf. Because what's the quintessential case? What is the Torah's dogma 
of a Ritzach B'Shoigig, two people that were in a forest. This is not similar to the case in the forest. Why? Yar is that Lurishu Sein Nichnas, Viz Lurishu Sein Nichnas. When it comes to the Yar, each person was in his own Rishos. However, Zel Rishos Chaveri Nichnas, over here the person entered somebody else's Rishos. And being that you entered my Rishos, you're in my Rishos, so it's for that reason you can't be Mechai of me, Golos. Oh, my Rav, so Rav said, Kalvachaymer. What? That makes not a lot of Havana, right? I don't understand it. Why? Where two people were minding their own business. That luck is that if you hit somebody, you're high of Golos because you should have anticipated what might have happened. Over here, you invited the guy into your store. You knew he was there. So how can it be you're going to be potty? It's not Daimeliyar, it's true. You want to be a brisket? It's not Daimeliyar. Here it's Zelur Shusay Nichnas, Zelur Shusay Nichnas. Here it's Zelur Shuschaveri Nichnas. But Madaf Trachtin from the Svar Oichet, and in Svar it's just the opposite. Madach Yar, you're responsible, even though Mecha Tasi, there's another guy in the Yar. Then certainly over here, where you know he's in your Rishos, you should be Chayv. Elamar Rava, so Rava said, let me explain to Rabbi Yisroel Chanina meant. What Rabbi Yisroel Chanina meant was Chayv Dalvot Potemigolus, but not Potem from Golus because you don't need a Kapara. Just the opposite. My Potemigolus to Leisagile Begolus. For you, Golus is not enough. The Hainu time Rabbi Yisroel Chanina said Rava, and Pshad Rabbi Yisroel Chanina is a major cloud. Mishum the Havali Shoigik Karav Lamezik, because you're not just a Shoigik, you're a Shoigik Karav Lamezik. Meaning, Rava is saying my Kalvachaymer that I was asking Rabbi Yisroel. Is not that you're potter from Golas because what you do. No, you're potter from Golas because Golas is a gift. If a person kills somebody, he's a Ritzeach. But the Torah says there's a concept of go to Golas, like this, you're going to get Kapara. But this person is so guilty for what he did, although it wasn't amazing. He's what's known as a shoigig karev lamezid. So for him, Golos is not enough. And it's for that reason he's going to be chayv. So the bottom line is, Rav just said a klal. To explain Rabbi Yisrael Chanina, who we'll see a lot more about tomorrow. But for now, what's the klal? And this is the takeaway we need just to finish the daf. Is that Rabbi Yisrael Chanina holds that although a ritzeach b'shoigig is chayv Golos, but a ritzeach b'shoigig karev lamezid is potter. And not because he doesn't need Golos. But because for him, Golos is not enough. Massive Ravo. So Ravo asked the Kasha on this. We're talking about a Shlech Bezin who was giving somebody Malkus. And instead of giving him 39 Malkus, he decided, you know what, I'm going to give you a 40. A 40th. Now, it's very bad to do that. But Yosef and Yosef, it's a lot in the Torah. But at the same time, he wasn't planning on killing him, and he ended up killing him. So the Allah is, he goes to Golos. What's the Kasha? The Hacha, the Shaykh who. This person has to be a Shaykhar of the You hit somebody for a 40th time. I mean, at some point, this man's been beaten to a pulp, right? There's a good chance that one more blow is going to put him over the edge. So, although he was a Ritzach B'Shoi, because he had no intention to kill him, but at the same time, for sure he should have been more careful because everyone knows that one extra blow, right, that is the Mak of Apatish, sometimes the straw that broke the camel's back, right, any cliche you prefer, it, you can kill somebody with one extra blow. So you would think he's a Shoi Yukar V'Lameza, and it says that he goes to Golos. So Rav said, isn't this Akashi? You see that if someone's a Shoi Yukar V'Lameza, still you go to Golos. I'm Rav Simi Menardo. So Rav Simi Menardo says, no, that wasn't the shaykh. Rava, he said, you think the shaykh was where he said, you know, I'm going to hit him a 40th time, but I don't think he's going to die. No. 
the toibim and yano. If that would have been the case, he'd be a shaykh of lamez. He wouldn't go to galus. What happened was he pushed it, got a little unplanted. He was counting, you know, couldn't remember. He's holding 32, 33. And it was a toys that he made in the count that ended up getting him into the trouble. And that's why the shaykh happened. But the point is that type of shaykh is not car of lamezin. If the shaykh was, I thought he can handle another blow, that's car of lamezin. But if the shaykh was, he pushed it, made a mistake in the counting, that's not called car of lamezin. That's like a good old fashioned shaykh. After Afsimi told this to Rava, the Gemara says, this is like a shtickle pun intended, Tafakhle Rava Bazandale. So Rava hit Rav Simi, hit him with a shoe. Amale was a beito. He told him, Atu. Who money? What you're making it sound like the person that does the hitting is the one that does the counting. So the eldest of all the Dayan and the most chashiv, he would announce. What would he announce? He would say over Psukim in the Tairah, she says, the second one would count, and the third person would say, hit him. And then obviously, whoever this person was, the Shlich Bezin, he would actually hit him. What's the point? The point is, the one that's hitting is not the one that's counting. So how could you say the one that's hitting, his toys was in the minion, he's not even the one that counted. So the Gemara says, Elo, Omer, Avsimim, and told, Rava, the Now the case is, where the Dayan made a mistake in his counting, and the Shlich Bezin was relying on the counting of the Dayan, so he hit, killed, he's a Ritzayach, because he wasn't really being Mekayim the Mitzvah, because this was already the 40th blow. But at the same time, it was based on a mistake. The mistake was, the person that was supposed to count made the wrong cheshman. It's not a shogi car of the mason. And that's why he's going to be Chayib Gals. Mason, another cash. Okay, so somebody throws a stone into Rishon Zerah, and it kills somebody. So the is that you go to Golas. Why? You're a tzech b'shogi. But the Gemara says, the shogi car of the mason. Right? You throw an Evan into a Rishon Zerah, and you kill somebody. Say that you weren't trying to kill anybody. Got it. You're not a mason. But you're definitely a shogi car of the mason. Right? You certainly should have realized as a good chance that you're going to hit somebody and kill somebody. Victoria raised a gun. So you see, you go to Gauls. You see that even a Shaykh Karv Lameza goes to Gauls. Omer Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak. Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak said, The case is not when you literally threw a, a, an Evan, you threw a grenade into the Rosh Hashanah and you killed somebody. You said, oops, I didn't really intend on killing anybody. No. The case is that you demolished the wall and the stones in the wall ended up hitting somebody. So that already is not necessarily car of the maze. Afraid to Gemara, I disagree. You still should have been careful. So the Gemara says, besides, he did it at night. At night, nobody walks in the Rosh Hashanah. It's not true. People do walk. Maybe it's not as busy as it is during the day. So the Gemara says, Now, when you did it during the day, but you did it la'ashba, you did it into the garbage, right? There's no one that drezich by the garbage. And therefore, it sounds like at night, maybe people do drezich by the garbage. But by yoyim ba'ashba, so being that people don't drezich by the garbage, so therefore, it's not an issue. This garbage talk to me a little bit more about it. Other people that are the amazing. And if it's like really like garbage, where you don't expect anyone to be like in the dumpster, right? So if you throw something dangerous into the dumpster, so yeah, it's like But the point is honest, so if then you're an honest, so you wouldn't even be a shaykh, so why are you even going to Golas? I'm Rap said, this was a garbage where they used to clean the garbage where people would go no, not clean people would go and they would use it as the bathroom right? it was used as an outhouse in the olden days so they would go there 
at night, they wouldn't go there during the day. That's why we said by The Ikka, the Mikri, the Yosef. However, sometimes people were there even during the day. And this person went and he was soicer, a koisel into the ash. Amazing. Like half of the inasuk of Anas Being that people are not usually there during the day, you can't consider him amazing. But Anas Nami, like half is also not a noinus. The Ikri, the Mikri, the Yosef. Because sometimes people are there. So you're not amazing because you didn't want to kill anybody. You're also not an oinus because sometimes people are there. What are you? You're a shaykig. But you're a regular shogi, not a shogi carved amazing. That's why the halach is you're going to be chayiv galah. So the Gemara brought a, a brace about someone that entered the chanus of a nagar and he got hit. Bishos, shaloi bishos, chayiv potter. Does chayiv mean daladvarim? Does chayiv mean chayiv galus? The Gemara is going to revisit that tomorrow. For today, we focused on a little bit of a digression because it emerged from a comment that Rabbi Yisrael Chanina made, that it could be that although a shaygig, that a reitzeach goes to Galus, but a shaygig kar of lamezah not, and the Gemara had a little bit of a discussion, this is very much a ve'eloheina goylen, very much a second parak of Mesechtes Makas discussion, and that is a reitzeach b'shaygig goes to Galus, what about shaygig kar of lamezah, the sheet of Rabbi Yisrael Chanina, the way Rav explained it is, does not go to Galus, there were a couple of kashas, and the Gemara was able to sort it all out. As it relates to raid, going back to Isi ben Yehuda's comment that the Gemara mentioned on the Lamid Bezom and Aleph. So Isi ben Yehuda said that if a person runs in a Rosh Hashanah and he damages somebody, the Allah is And the reason is because it's Mishuna for a person to run in Rosh Hashanah. Stating that there's one exception to the rule. If a person was running in a Rosh Hashanah, Erev Shabbos Ben Ashmashes, then the Allah is, if he damages, he's going to be potter. And the reason is because he's running Bershos. And this is one of the themes of Masachtis Bavakama. That if you do something Bershos, right? If your nair is outside your store on Chanukah, being that you're doing it Bershos, the Allah is, he's going to be potter. So if you were Mazik, but you were Mazik doing something that you had a right to do, the Allah is, he's going to be potter. And the Gemara said, my Bershos, if it's never okay to run in a Rishos Arabim, why would it suddenly be okay to run in a Rishos Arabim, Erev Shabbos Ben Ashmashes? And the Gemara said, Ki Reb Chanino, the Reb Chanino, Reb Chanino said, and he used to say this, literally every Shabbos as Shabbos was coming, Bo Venetze Likra Shabbos Kalamalkasa. Some say he used to say, Bo Venetze Likra Shabbos Kalamalkasa. Rabbi Yana, the Gemara said, used to say, boy kala, boy kala. So there's an Indian of greeting the Shabbos, and it's because there's an Indian to greet the Shabbos, it's for that reason, it's for that reason that it's mutter, and it's considered brishos for a person to run Erev Shabbos, Bein Hashmashes. Now, this Indian of Rabbi Hanina and Rabbi Yana, that they would say, Bo or whatever nusach you prefer, Rashi says, was predicated on the fact that these tzaddikim, when Shabbos came, they would greet Shabbos, quote, the same way a person greets a king. So if you were going to meet the king, you would greet the king in a certain way. Rabbi Chanina and Rabbi Yanai, they would greet Shabbos, the Rambam, in Hilchah Shabbos, this is in Periklamid, Halacha Beis. So the Rambam over here is discussing the mitzvahs of Shabbos. In Halacha Aleph, the Rambam says, There are four general principles that govern Hilchah Shabbos. Two of these four are the Reis of the Gedinim, and two of them are Midr 
However, they're mentioned by the Nevi'im. Shabbat Torah, the two parts of Hilcha Shabbos that are Midday Raisa are Zachar Vishamar. The two that are mentioned by the Nevi'im are Kavoid Va'oinik. So, Zachar is Yemesh Shabbos that's mentioned in the first Aserah Sadibris. Shamar is Yemesh Shabbos that's mentioned in the second Aserah Sadibris. Those are Dinah Day Rice. Zachar are all the mitzvah Saseis of Shabbos. Shamar are all the mitzvah Slois Saseis of Shabbos. In addition to that, the Novi talks about being Mechabit the Shabbos, and the Novi talks about Oinik Shabbos. Shenemar the Rambam says, Vikarosal the Shabbos Oinik, Ulukdosh Hashem Mechubot. So, there's Zohar Siyem HaShabbos, there's Shomer Siyem HaShabbos, there's Kovit Shabbos, and then there's Oinik Shabbos. And the Rambam goes on to dis- describe all four. What we need is the next halacha. Ezeu Kovit. What is Kovit Shabbos? Zesha Amru Chachomim, She Mitzvah Al Adam, Lirchoitz Pon of Yadav Ragla, Becham and Berif Shabbos, when they Kovit HaShabbos. This is a mitzvah for a person to wash his face, to wash his hands, wash his feet with hot water. Erev Shabbos, because of Kovit Shabbos. And he should cover himself in tzitzis. And he should sit with an Eretz kite. And he should wait. To greet the Shabbos. The same way he would behave if he was going right now to greet the king. They would gather their Talmidim Erev Shabbos. And they would all <coughs> cover themselves. And they would say, Bo the Magen Mishnah tells us the rest of the story in terms of who are these Chachamim or that the Rambam is referring to. Quotes the Gemara Mesechtes Shabbos Daf Chaf Heyam that talks about Rabbi Yudah Rabbi Loi what his meaning was when Shabbos was coming. He quotes our Gemara that talks about Rabbi Chanina and Rabbi Yana. But the Rambam says that Chazal Megalatas a little bit the Chachamim or how they would greet Shabbos and the Rambam says you know what you have to do you bathe. You mesatev betzitzes and you yoyshet bekoyved roish miyachel akbolas pnei hashabbos k'moisha hu yoytze likras hamelach. Obviously, this is related very much to the theme of this Rashi here in Bava Kama, and I think it's kedai to just explore this Indian a little bit better. And I think that it's worth mentioning the words of the Ramchal right in the beginning of Masilas Yisharim. Right? The Ramchal opens up his epic work. He said, I did not compose this sefer to teach people things that they don't know. The reason I'm writing the sefer is to remind them of something that's so posh and so obvious. I says the Ramchal, you're going to see things that people know. You're going to go through my safe, not an extra word like the Vilna Gaon said. But you're going to see things that everybody knows. But just like they're so famous, and just as obvious as they are, sometimes the more something is obvious, for some reason, the more it goes over people's heads. And said the Ramchal, I'm writing the safe for now. Not to teach you something you didn't know. I think this raid right. It's very much in that vein. Meaning, it's poshit. There's no chiddush. The objective here is not to say a chiddush, but the objective is just to explain a little bit better. This Rashi here on Daflamid Beis Amid Beis. And it's the lotion of the Rambam that the way a Yid is supposed to greet Shabbos, he's supposed to be Mesatev Betzitzev, V'yoyshe B'koy V'droish, 
wrote a Sefer, Nefesh Shimshin, on Shabbos. And I think it's good to read a little bit from the Sefer. I happen to only have the edition that's in English. I don't have the one in Lashon Kodesh. So we'll read from Sefer, Nefesh Shimshin, Shabbos Kodesh, Paragalif, or Chapter 1. Lushoinei Hazov. One of the most beautiful aspects of Shabbos is greeting and receiving Shabbos when it begins and escorting it out when it ends. No yontif or any other special time receives a welcome like this. It is only on the holy day of Shabbos that we have this special mitzvah of Kabbalah Shabbos, where we greet the Shabbos queen. We address her if she were a person and say, Boikala, Boikala, Shabbos Malkasa. And when Shabbos ends, we escort her out with a special meal called Malava Malka, the escorting of the queen. Perhaps there's a mitzvah to eat a meal after Yontif too, but that meal isn't called a Malava Malka. Only Shabbos do we escort and address as queen. Then he goes on to say how we find that Chazal referred to Shabbos as a being. We see that Shabbos conducts itself as a person. She comes and leaves. She speaks up and makes claims. We honor her and take care not to insult her. And according to Sefer Yireim, there is a special mitzvah of fearing Shabbos. We are to be in fear and in awe of her greatness. But what is the meaning of all this, Frank from Shamshon Pekis? Why is Shabbos in particular treated as an actual individual? We refer to Shabbos as a guest in our home. None of the Yom Toivim or other mitzvahs are depicted as personalities besides Shabbos. Tefillim is a mitzvah. Mezuzah is a mitzvah. And Pesach and Shavuos are also mitzvahs. But Shabbos is a personality. If so, let us understand who Shabbos is. Whom are we welcoming when the sun sets on Friday? We are not asking, what is Shabbos? Rather, we are asking, who is Shabbos? And this is the way Rabbi Shamshim Pinkis, in English, started his Sefer Nebshev Shimshon on Shabbos Kodesh. You know the first Marimokim that Rabbi Shamshim Pinkis quotes? It's a briskerov. It's a briskerov in Sefer. And it's in Parshish Yisroi. And I think it's Gedai to speak out. So in Parshish Yisroi, the Pasuk says, So it was, and the Yiddin entered, they came to Midbar Sinai, and of course they came to be Makabal the Torah. So the Pasuk says, And so Moshe Rabbeinu goes up to Elohim. And Hashem calls out to Moshe from the mountain saying, I want you to give over the following message to the Jewish people. You saw everything that I did to the Egyptians. I'm going to give you mitzvahs now. And if you choose to accept them and observe them, you're going to see, you're going to be a segula mikol amim. You'll be a chosen nation. I want you to please give over this message. Rashi says, don't add, don't subtract. Give over exactly verbatim what it is I told you. So the Pasuk says, Moshe came to the Ziknei Ha'am and he told them everything. And when the Am heard 
the message of Hashem. Vayoyru, they said, Koil Ashadibar Hashem Nasa. Everything that Hashem said, we are going to do. The Pasik says, Vayoshem Moshe is Divri Omel Hashem. So Moshe Rabbeinu took the message, right? He got the response he was looking for. And he goes back to Akadosh Baruch Hu and he says, Klaisel said one word. I'm going to reveal myself through an Ava'onon, a Vulcan. Because I want that the nation should be able to hear my voice when I talk to you. Because this is very important. The Rambam's Lashen, Periches, Hilchas, Yisoy, the Atoira, for the Amuna of Kla Yisrael. So, Moshe goes and he tells it to the nation. And then the Pasik says, Vayagid Moshe es el Hashem. That Moshe goes back to Hashem and he tells Hashem what the nation's response was. Now, what the nation said and what Moshe Rabbeinu went back and told Hashem is not mentioned in the Pasik. Right? Let's get the Cheshman here. Moshe Rabbeinu goes, Elo Eloi Kim. Hashem calls down, so Moshe goes, he gives over the message, and Klai Yisrael says, Nasa. So, so Moshe tells Hashem that Klai Yisrael said, Nasa. So then Hashem tells Moshe, I'm going to reveal myself through this cloud, because I want the Yidin to hear my voice when I'm talking to you. Because this is critical for the Amuna. Through this, like this, they're always going to trust in Yenavu because they themselves with their own ears, like the Ramah says, we'll, we'll hear by ourselves how I'm communicating to you. So it seems that at that point, Klai Yisrael has a response. We don't know what it is. And Vayagid Moshe is Divri Yomel Hashem. And Moshe Rabbeinu returns that response. When Moshe Rabbeinu tells HaKadosh Baruch Hu that response, which we don't know what that is. I want you to go and I want you to prepare the Yidin. They should wash their clothing. They should be prepared on the third day. Because on the third day, Hashem says, I am going to, with my Shechina, descend, and it's going to be on Harsina. What's Pshad in this missing piece? What was Vayagid Moshe's Divrei Amal Hashem? Everybody knows this. This is a famous song, amongst other things. Vayagid Moshe, Tshuva al When Moshe Rabbeinu told Klal Yisrael that Hashem is going to reveal himself ba'avo onon. Moshe Rabbeinu received the following response. Klai Yisrael told Moshe, no, 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 no. We don't want to hear through the ava onon and hear HaKadosh Baruch Hu talk to you. So like this, we're going to get a little bit of a chizik. We want to hear HaKadosh Baruch Hu talk to us the same way he's talking to you. We're not eavesdropping on a conversation. We want to hear directly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What we want is to hear from you. Because We want to hear directly from you. And that was the response. So what does Moshe Rabbeinu do? You know what he said? He said that Klai Yisrael said what was HaKadosh Baruch Hu's response? What did he say? What were the next words? He said, wash your clothing and be ready. Says the Briskarov. What was the shakl of attire? What was the response? As soon as Klai Yisrael said, that meant what? That meant the Shechina was going to descend. 
and the Shechina was going to be present. That meant Klai Yisrael was going to be Mechabal the Pnei HaMelech. How is a Yid supposed to be Mechabal the Pnei HaMelech? Snuck the brisker up, look, look at the Rambam and Perak Lamed and Hilcha Shabbos. The Rambam tells you what you're supposed to do. The Rambam says that what you're supposed to do is, Shemitzvah l'adam lircha itzpon of yadam v'ragla v'cham v'erev Shabbos v'nei kovet ha-Shabbos. Umisnat v'tzitzis, v'yoyshe v'koyved roish, miyachel akpolas Pnei HaShabbos, k'moyshe v'yoyitze l'kras ha-Melech. Now you greet a king? You dress in your finest clothing, you bathe yourself, and you sit and you wait. As soon as said, and Hashem was masking, what does Hashem tell Moshe? Go to the nation. Look at Rashi. Now you have to make hachonis. Because you want to meet the king? Fine. But you have to prepare the way you prepare to meet the king. You wash your clothing. So Chazal say to be punishment or isha. But the Rav said there was another Nakud over here. The Nakud is you have to be ready. Because when the king comes, you can't be running. When the king comes, you have to be panui. You have to be ready to greet the king in a proper and an appropriate way. And that's the Oymik over here. The Oymik is that you have to be ready to prepare the king. To greet the king. And that's this Indian of being prepared. Said the Prisker Rav, fast forward several Pesukim later. When the Shechina came, the Pasik says that Moshe, together with the nation, went. They went, What was that about? Because when the Melech comes, you have to greet the king. So now that they were Zoycha, that Hashem said, You want to see me? Perfect. That came with this Hanhoga now of greeting a king. So it said the Briskov, these three Psukim. And then the pasuk, it's all the Rambam and Periklam and Allah days. Not Shaykh. This is how you greet a Melech. This is how you greet Shabbos. And the Rambam says when you're greeting Shabbos, it's Kemoisha who yoytze Likras Hamelech. This is the way you greet a kid. Ritzoyneinu lirases malkeinu. So now we're going to learn Hilchis Shabbos Barak Lamed Allah Chavez. And this is the way you're going to greet him. And this is the way he feared Oisagansa Shabbos. Says Rav Shamshim Pinkus. You want to know the difference between Shabbos and all the other 612 mitzvahs in the Torah? Shabbos is not just a Maisa mitzvah. Shabbos is a personality. You know what Shabbos is? Shabbos is the Shekhinah. That's who Shabbos is. When we greet Shabbos, we are actually greeting the Shekhinah. Some commentaries explain that when we say the words boy kala in the period of Lecha Doidi, the word kala refers to Shabbos itself. Others say that kala refers to the Shekhinah. But in truth, it's the same thing. Greeting Shabbos is greeting the Shekhinah. And the truth is, it's a Zohar HaKadosh in Parshish Yisrael. The Zohar HaKadosh says, Ubegin kach ikri Shabbos. Ma'u Shabbos, Shema de Kutsha Berichu, Shema de Iyu Shlim Mikol Sitra. Shabbos, Shema Yitzhak HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shabbos isn't just a mitzvah. Of course it's a mitzvah. But Shabbos is a personality. It's an organism. It's a living thing. It's the Shechina itself. And when a Yid is Mechabal Shabbos, what he's doing is, he's being Mechabal the Melech. Kabbalah Shabbos, right? Heard that term 9,000 times. What does Kabbalah Shabbos mean? I mean, Poshib Shah. Kabbalah Shabbos is Kabbalah's Pnei Amelech. That's what it means. And you see the way the Chachamim Harishonim used to greet Shabbos. When Shabbos was coming, the king was coming. The king was literally going to enter the house. And if the king is going to enter your house, you have to be ready. If you were going to have some VIP come visit you, 
and somebody very, very chashev is going to walk through your front door. Your house would look a certain way. You would look a certain way. You would be in a certain calm. You would be in a certain matzev. That's the way the Chacham Marishayim used to greet Shabbos. Again, it's Pasha. There's no Chiddush over here. But it's so Pasha that it gets overlooked and it gets completely forgotten. Kabbalah Shabbos is Kabbalah's Pneamelech. So Rav Shamshim Pikis here in Sefer, he talks about this in some of the other chapters as well. In chapter 4, so the name of the chapter is The Sanctity of Shabbos and the Beis HaMikdash. And he says that once you can appreciate that on Shabbos the Shechin is in your house, so that means on some level your house becomes a Makam HaMikdash. Right, it's easy. What was the Beis HaMikdash? It was the Makam of the Shechina. So if on Shabbos the Shechin is in your house, so that means that uh, in the Beis HaMikdash the Shechin was there, so that, that's what's going on. It's, it's mamish amikdash mat. So he says that if you open up your eyes and you look at Shabbos from that perspective, you're going to see a lot of interesting things. He says, number one, on Shabbos you wear special begadim. You wear big day Shabbos. In the base HaMikdash, they were big day kuna. They were special begadim that they used to wear. On Shabbos, before you put on your big day Shabbos, you bathe. The Kayin, before he donned his big day kuna, he used to wash Panayadavaragla by the, the kir. On Shabbos, we light candles in our house. There was a menorah that was always lit in the Beis HaMikdash. On Shabbos, you have a shulchan that's set and this chalas on the shulchan. In the Beis HaMikdash, there was a shulchan and there were chalas. By the tzaddikim, they even had yud based chalas like they had in the Beis HaMikdash. So on Shabbos, you eat meat. In the Beis HaMikdash, Everyone was eating meat. There was basa that could only be eaten in the Beis HaMikdash. And even Kachim Kawim, there was a chilek that was nechel abayim. Mishulchan gavayu ka'achli. Right? You're eating now from the shulchan gavayu. He says something interesting. He says that one of the overarching features of the Beis HaMikdash was the fragrance of the Beis HaMikdash. That's what it says in the English version. The fragrance of the Beis HaMikdash. But it's true, right? You had the Ketairis. And what was the purpose of the Ketairis? It was for the Beis HaMikdash to smell really, really good. He said, what's the fragrance of Shabbos? See, as a Havamin, it's the fragrance of the Cholent, but he's Doichelet. But he says, I think the Oymik is, what is fragrance? What does it mean? You walk into a place and it smells good, calming, and relaxing. It, it sets a mood. It's supposed to set the temperature of the place. That everyone's supposed to be calm. We know on Shabbos, Chazal say, it means the Eish of Kas. And we know on Shabbos it's so important that there be Menucha and the, the Malachim that escort the person that are looking around to make sure that there's Sholem in the house. So Sholem is something that's so critical to the essence of what Shabbos is. And when there's Sholem in a house, there's peace in the house and there's tranquility in the house. So it's not fragrance, mamish, a bazilbos, timer. Just think about it a little bit deeper. That's the Nakuda. But the point is that when Shabbos comes, your house mirrors the Beis HaMikdash. He says it's not a coincidence that it's mirroring the Beis HaMikdash. The reason it's mirroring the Beis HaMikdash is because on some level, it is a Beis HaMikdash. It's a Mikdash Ma'at. What is the Beis HaMikdash? It's where the Shechina resided. So your house right now is literally housing the Shechina. And because it's housing the Shechina, so for that reason, this is the way it would be. And Emma says, if you think about this idea, the commonality between Shabbos and the Beis HaMikdash, there's so much you can do with this. In L'Chadoidi, we talk about the Beis HaMikdash. Mikdash Melech, Ir Malucha, right? Like, what's the Shaykhis? Because Shabbos, we're greeting the Shechina, so what do we think about? We think about the Beis HaMikdash with the level of the manifestation of Shechina was so much greater. Because on some level, on Shabbos, there is no Tishabav. Because what's Tishabav? Chorben. Right now, it's with the Shechina. So I'm going to mourn Chorben based on Mikdash at a time that I'm sitting with the Shechina. Chazal say that if someone says Vayichulu and he says it properly, so, 
The base Hamikdash was a mokum on mechilas avoynes. Your house is a mokum where you can get mechilas avoynes. You're sitting with the shechina, right? Think about the opportunity and the potential you could have on a Friday night when you're being mekabel the shechina. You have the shechina sitting there. You're mamish with the shechina. That sounds like a an opportunity to get things done, right? So it's it's an ace rotzin shasakoyshev. That's the aside of being mekabel the melech. And then he says one daven nifla. We'll end with this, and that is that you start this suit the Friday night. And you say shalom aleichem, bayachem l'shalom, baruchuni l'shalom, and then you say tseischem l'shalom. And if you think about tseischem l'shalom, it's a little funny. You tell the malachim, I appreciate you walking me home. It's been real, but at the same time, tseischem l'shulim, right? <laughs> you show them the door. Like, it's like a little funny. Listen, they leave. But maybe they don't leave. But the point is, is that so, what's Pashib Shah? Pashib Shah is he's not telling the Malachim to leave. What he's saying is that if you're going to leave, then you should leave with Shalom. It's like a lumbus. But I don't mean to say, be, feel free to stay, right? Imagine telling it to a guest, feel free to stay. But when you leave, right? I'm pretty sure he's going to pack his bags. But that's Pashib Shah. Some Taka don't even say, the common coolness in the Shtabu. It says, Rosham Shampink is Lafia Anal, a Dover Nifla Adamoy. He says, when the Malachim come, and they score you back home. You tell them, Shalom Aleichem, Bayachem L'Shalom, give me a bracha. But then afterwards, you tell them, Say Shalom L'Shalom, Fargizun Tehet. I appreciate it, it was very kind, but now it's time to leave. Why would you want the Malachim to leave? So said Rav Shamshim Pinkas, because you're about to eat the Suda. And when you eat the Suda, you're going to eat the Suda together with the Shechina. And if you're eating the Suda together with the Shechina, you don't need the Malachim to be there. Because you have the Shechina Aleh. And it's even more than that. We know that when the Kengadol, Enter the Kodesh Akadashim, it says in the Torah of And the Major says in Parshness, they're not only Adam, even they weren't allowed to be in the Ayo Mayid. So he says that when a Yid sits down and he eats the Shabbos Suda, he's not just in the Beis HaMikdash, he's in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. He's Lefnai V'Lefnim. And when you're Lefnai V'Lefnim, no Malach is allowed to be there. So you tell the Malach, you have to leave. Because I'm entering the oil mayid right now. And the chal adam lo oil mayid. There's no place for you right now. You're not allowed to be here. I'm about to have a yechidus together with the shechina. Again, dvarim pshutim, based on a rashi. In Bavakama, talk about, talked away. In Barak Aminiach, that Hamid Amadez brought out, not shaykh by the Rambam, but Lashonei Azov in Yad Chazaka, in Barak Lamid. But the point is that but something that if you're more mindful of, it changes the whole Shabbos. I mean, this is a 180 if there's ever been one. With all the mailas and the matana tova that Shabbos, but when you understand it on a very simple, yet at the same time, deeper level, Shabbos is literally being makabal the Pnei Hashim.